the Weekly Driver Podcast, episode number six. My name is James Rea, and I'm the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich, and we'd like to uh, welcome you to the show. If you're interested in supporting our progress on our podcast, we have an account on PayPal, and the address is James at by James Rea. That's James at by James Rea, R-A-I-A dot com. A few episodes ago, we were talking about the value of cars and the um, great number of cars that are available in the United States for $25,000 or less. So we were thinking about it. We thought we would go to the other extreme and talk about cars that are quite expensive and a few of which we've driven and a few of which we just wish we owned. And um, uh, as a car reviewer for the last 13 or 14 years, I often get questions about, you know, why don't you just drive Ferraris or Maseratis or Lambos or other um, elite cars? And that it just doesn't always work that way. You get all shapes and sizes. But um, through the years, I have had a chance to uh, drive a few um, high-end cars, very high-end cars, and and we're going to discuss those today. So, Bruce, how are you doing? And, and welcome to Episode 6. Thanks, James. Uh, fun to talk about the expensive ones. Yes. They're, they're, like you say, a lot of them aren't practical. None of them really make sense, but, you know, they really feed your ego. And, hey, that's many times that's what it's about, I guess. Um, I have four cars that I wished I owned, and I will never own any of them. <laughs> I, I have but, four as well. But they would sure be nice. Okay, we're gonna save. We're gonna save the, the, the most unique one. I think um, that I never thought I would drive, and that you never thought you'd drive, and I didn't know it existed. Um, but it's 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 a it's a really nice car for uh, a lot of money. But we both liked it very much. So I'll start first. It it, it took oh five or six years into writing uh, the automotive column I write, the, the Weekly Driver, to actually drive a pretty elite car. And and at that time, it was the most expensive car I've driven. I didn't know much about it, but it was an Audi A8 with a V12 engine in it, and it was 2008. And I drove it to Reno and back, and it was a you know fantastic car. It, it drove like a tank. It was you know people looked at it all over the road, and and I had four or five other people in the car. But what a fantastic car to drive, except that when I filled the gas tank up, I remember I had to fill it up. I got eight miles to the gallon, so I think it was the only car I've ever driven that had single digit um, miles per gallon. I think it was rated at 13 and 16, but I got nowhere close to that because of course you're going into the mountains and, and I was uh, you know, revving it up and having a little fun with it. So I remember laughing hysterically that the car got eight miles to the gallon. So in that area of, you know, you're not obviously buying a practical car on any level, but it was beautifully designed. The engine had this wonderful growl. It was powerful and it was a wonderful luxury car. Well over a hundred grand, wasn't it? One hundred and forty thousand dollars at that time, and I thought, yeah, oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know how many they sold, but um, there's a car. I don't even know if they make the Audi A8 with the V12 in it, but um, I can't imagine that they sold very many of them. So that was my first car driving in the kind of luxury, um, high-end area, and of course it's 2008, so 140 then is I don't know what it would transfer into now, but it was a it was quite a car. I do remember it was yeah it was a beautiful car but I remember the uh, sitting in the back seat with a huge amount of leg room and uh, the um, wine glasses and the, the little the little built-in cooler back there that was uh, 
That was the first time I've run into that stuff before. Yeah, and that was the first, as you mentioned earlier, the first time that we got a, a glimpse of you know cars we're probably not going to own, uh, at least in this lifetime. And and really, if I had the opportunity to own it, I don't think I would. But for for a, for a week's drive and and to uh, cruise around and and have a fun time with friends, it was it was a pretty neat experience just for just for a week. Well, it was it was all wheel drive, right? It was you, all, that's a ski car. It was a per, ski, per, perfect, perfect ski for a ski car. car. And and I think. The length of the car, you probably could have fit in two two skis length uh, lengthwise, you know, front to back of the car. It was huge. So that was my first car, 2008 Audi A8 with the V12 engine, VW uh, V12 engine. Yes. So the next the car that I'll talk about, I haven't driven it, but it also has a V12 twin turbo and a 600 horsepower, and it's Austin Martin. It's the DB11. Um, you know, so it's got ties to James Bond. It's got all that emotional stuff, which is neat. But the the lines on that car, the the beauty, the way that's sculpted, is just it's unbelievable. Um, Two hundred sixteen thousand dollars to start, so I, I'm sure it's going to be well over two fifty by the time you walked out the door with one of those things. Top speed of two hundred miles an hour and a zero wow. to, zero to sixty and well, I have zero to sixty two speed and three point nine, so it's 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 pretty darn fast car too. But that that would be one car. It's sort of. I guess you'd sort of call it practical. You know, it's kind of like a Maserati type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a sedan, well, two door. Um, so it, it, it's it's really good looking. The styling's unbelievable, and it's pretty exclusive. So I like that one. Is there? You think that there's any other car other than an Aston Martin that's so closely associated with a a movie than than the James Bond films? I know there were other cars in James Bond movies, but Everybody, when you see an Aston Martin, if, even if you don't know what it is or anything about it, you say, "Oh, the James Bond car." There, it's unmistakable. James Bond, yep. They used Lotus for a few, for a couple of times yeah, there, but yeah. I don't think never got the way that that the uh, the DBs did. And and do you know? Uh, I don't know much about the DB11. Is it is it currently produced? Did they have they made them for a number of years now, or, or do they keep changing the numbers? Uh, They're changing the numbers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the DB11 how long it's been around. It's the current car right now. Um, like I say, it's a V12 twin turbo, or you can get a little eight if you want. But who wants that? Hey, who we're, wants we're that? We're dreaming here. And it has an eight-speed automatic transmission. Yeah, at the at the rear axle for weight distribution. Oh, I see. You can't do anything normal. You gotta change things around. <laughs> Put the transmission right. in the back. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, second on my list is um, a few years ago I had a chance to go on a uh, debut of uh, the Rolls Royce Wraith in Arizona. And I drove with another auto journalist. We drove into the desert, and we we were picked up at the airport uh, along with a bunch of other journalists and, and other examples of the wraith. And we got uh, this guy had a you know typical uh, English approach. The guy had on a long tails and a top hat, and he shook our hands and he said, "We're going to go to this um, function, but we're going to get on the freeway, and we have a little game to play." And, he said, uh, "You guys are in the back seat, and when I when I punch it, you're gonna we're gonna guess um, how fast we're going right on the freeway ramp, you know, right in downtown Arizona." And we thought, "Oh boy, who's this guy?" And he punched it, and he so he I guessed we were going 95. And the other journalist, I forgot his name or where what publication he represented, but he he guessed 90 90 or 92, and we were going 117 on the freeway ramp. So that was our that was my introduction to the Rolls Royce Wraith. And you know what a car Rolls Royce, of course, has had its ups and downs and its its time, but they've come back lately with these beautiful cars. And this one was priced at uh, three hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars, 
in 2004, uh, two-tone, kind of this beautiful metallic silver and a really rich dark blue. And it's the, I believe it's the largest uh, coupe ever made. And it had two doors, but they were like, I, I guess they still call them suicide doors. Suicide doors, doors Suicide yeah. doors. But inside, the, other than, you know, beautiful um, uh, paneling and beautiful quadruple stitching seats and just plush and everything looks beautiful, push buttons that just had that certain classy feel to them. And everything you did, every function of the car was beautifully designed and classic. But the two things that I remember, not only driving the car that was fantastic, but it had the skylight. You, you told Rolls-Royce what you wanted and they made a constellation i think there were 11 or 1200 little filament bulbs and you told you tell rolls royce what you have what you want and they make that skyline for you out of these filament bulbs taurus the bull that's right and and the other part was you you also request you have a preference on what kind of wood that you want to use um you know walnut mahogany whatever it is and, and all the paneling all the wood you know handcrafted paneling in that car is is the wood that you choose to have it so you're paying basically you're paying just under four hundred thousand dollars you you get to have what you want to have and i remember that um this guy from rolls royce very distinguished blue blazer you know looked perfect and he had this great english accent he told us that they were going to manufacture 1500 of them but before they were manufactured before they were available they they had already sold so there was that niche audience of rolls royce aficionados that bought the car before it was made you have them built to your specification sure that's yeah. half the fun i guess i it's guess like that's it building your next uh your next house uh, on you know out there on the wherever it is that yeah. you like that's same with the cars went under that under the area of money's no object that's a car that you can just have because you want it it's highly impractical but beautiful sure uh the car next i'm thinking is a panamera turbo sport the new Turismo, which oh, yes. is, you, you, I guess you don't want to say wagon, but it's kind of the Panamera wagon. It's all-wheel drive, 550 horsepower, twin-turbo V8, and uh, it only starts at around 154000 so I'm sure we'd, you'd probably load that up to about 200000 yeah. the time you Lunch got money. out the door. Yeah. But uh, that, that, see, that would be a ski car. I am a skier, and I like that uh, that bigger boot in the back if you will the, yes sort of the the wagon look to it so i think that would that's a highly practical car that's expensive right is it a four-door or a, a two-door four uh, four it's the panameras are all four doors i think yes okay and there are purists who say that you know you can't have a you can't have a porsche four-door it's, oh it's, yeah it makes the, the real porsche guys matter in hell i think yeah that, yeah that they ever I, I think they look beautiful I mean, oh i like them so, uh, and that's a hundred and fifty-four thousand dollar base price, but right. with all the little extra, little not little extras, but all the extras, it's two two hundred thousand or so. Yeah. And and what the speed three three point six zero to sixty. Yep, that's, that's pretty, moving. That's pretty darn fast. Eight speed, uh, dual clutch transmission in it. You know they can shift a lot faster than a person can. Yeah, they're the way to go. I don't even know these. Are there in we we're in Northern California, so are there? A whole variety of different Porsche dealers, or do they, are they combined with some other manufacturer? Does, does the Porsche sit alone, or do you know? I think they sit alone. They? The one in at least here in town in Sacramento sits alone. Okay, I guess I haven't. Is it uh, is it on Fulton Avenue? The great we have all these car dealerships on Fulton. I don't even know where it's located. I think it's actually Roseville. Oh, it's Roseville. Okay, all right. Well, that's a great car. Well, the, the other two. Um, 
the uh, early last year, um, for the first time, I had a, a chance to to drive a, a very rare car that um, has a long history, and it was, um, you know, the Queen's car. Everybody calls it the Queen's car. It was a Bentley Mulsanne, and you know what a beautiful sedan, uh, $400,000, and um, it was over in the Napa wine country, and we went for some test drives, and then uh, I had the car for a week, and what I really remember about that car is much like the Rolls-Royce, um, which I think they have a connection somewhere in the, in the Wayback Machine somehow. I think Rolls and Bentley are, have um, had mutual owners, and maybe they still do have some connections. I'm not quite sure, but it was it's such a beautifully designed car, and I drove on instead of coming home on the freeway. I drove the back country roads uh, through the wine country, and I remembered that that road is a perfect road for, you know, a, a nice convertible. Maybe you know the, some of the cars you've mentioned with the top down. But here I am in, a, in, a, in an 18 foot long uh, Bentley Mulsanne, and it, it, it maneuvered and it drove like it was a much shorter car, even though it's the longest car. And the most, the heaviest car I've ever driven, the way it drove was so smooth. You you would thought that you were in a sports car, you know, uh, huge horsepower, 600 horsepower, uh, amazing car, um, plush back seats with um, you know the the wine, the champagne flutes, and and all these wonderful extras that it does. And I think the most uh, comfortable car and the most elegant car I've ever been in. With the exception that if you look at the back of the car, it, it's Bentley is known for its you know its elegance, its subtleness. You you really didn't know it's a Under, Bentley. Understated. Understated. Thank you. Understated. Understated elegance. So what what a beautiful car that was, and what a great experience to to drive that for a week and just experience greatness. Yeah, we went out on the town on that thing, and that was quite a, <laughs> quite a machine. Yeah, nobody really looks looks twice at you. No, isn't that the it's, beauty of this? It, it just blends in. Yeah, that's that's real style when you don't have to be show offy, but you know that you're in, you know, one great car. So absolutely, that was my uh, that's my third pick. So what what else, what do we? So I was that? I was thinking another car. This is a little, the less impra- the most impractical car would is an AMG G- GT, mm-hmm. and specifically the C and a Roadster. Okay, so it's a convertible, and it's um, Mercedes kind of their hot uh, vehicle right now. It's a uh, four liter twin turbo v8 and uh it's just a it's a also a really beautiful looking car especially with the top down but it looks it's a good looking car even with the top up um i don't think they come with a hard top so it's just a rag only but mm-hmm. uh, boy it is a good looking car what you is know, what is the the background of amg and, and and mercedes connection is it is it the the upper upper scale of mercedes or i don't really know that it's the, the upper scale performance yeah. Okay. arm but i i don't know supposedly i guess they're actually a separate entity but mm-hmm. they're they're glued at the hip yeah they're together what is that car specs what what well that one's only one hundred fifty-seven thousand. Oh, let's go buy one so Lunch money. it's nothing yeah it's got that uh, twin turbo v8 uh seven speed dual clutch uh transmission zero to 60 in 3.6 seconds mm-hmm. 550 horsepower so it's uh it's not really not lacking in a lot and uh, it, it's a you know it's it's the practicality of it is it's just gets get it fixed at a regular old uh, uh, Mercedes dealership. Yes. There's none of this sending back to 
for parts and this and that to, right. to England or, yeah. or Italy or wherever these you know some of the exotics are. So it's just a regular get it fixed anywhere type car, which I like. And you can't hardly beat a Roadster. No, not no. on a nice, warm, at least California evening. Now I know you well enough to know that your wife has a Mercedes Benz, so. You're gonna go from her Mercedes to this one, you think, anytime oh, soon? Oh wow, I don't know. Yeah, maybe is that is it some kind of subliminal message? That's why I picked <laughs> maybe, this. this maybe because she has a SLK, AM, AMG SLK, uh, two thousand, which is right. not even a. That's like a less than a Miata compared to this thing. So, uh, yeah, her car is not this. I know you're saving one to buy her for. Yeah, that's what I think I'll get. I'll get her the GTC Roadster. <laughs> okay, good. Well, lastly, we both we both picked the the same car um, for the the car that really surprises us, and, and it shouldn't be a surprise. But when we drove it, everything about it was fantastic. So, uh, Bruce, why don't you go first on the on the car that we picked that we just really like uh, the best? Yeah, sure. It's the Bentley Bentega. It's a big old beast of a um, SUV. It's actually built off the Audi Q7 platform, so it's, mm. this is part of the VW Automotive Group. So it's got a VW uh, W12 6-liter, six 600-horsepower twin-turbo motor in it. Wow. So the thing moves. Mm -hmm. It is a nice-looking car. It's Like I say, it's it's a re-sculpted Q7, so mm. it's, that's it, you're probably familiar with the Audi Q7s, maybe. Yes. Um, anyway, th this car is all about specialized bills you can uh, you can do a, an all-terrain build a city build a touring bill so th what they're doing is they're you know uh, trying to tailor the car to what your specific needs are yes and anyway this thing is what is this thing listed at? I don't have the price here do you yeah James? Uh, about 335 335 the, 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 okay the, the one that we drove so Anyway, they build themselves as the world's fastest SUV, mm -hmm. 187 miles per hour. In an SUV. Yeah. Anyway, we drove this thing, mm -hmm. and it is incredible. You know, these other cars, the Wraith, the Mulsanne, we've driven, it's like, this is nice, but it's like excess. This car is nice, and it's like, you can use this. This yes. is practical. This can be a ski car. This thing, you know, goes like a you know a turbo porsche accelerates mm -hmm. and it corners eh, it's no sports car but it corners pretty darn well yes it's an suv you sit up high like people like to do so you know you command of the road that that car i dare i say worth it i, I know that's a little strong language but <laughs> yeah, it's probably. almost it's almost half worth it <laughs> <laughs> well if you remember it also had like the mulsanne it had uh, all the, the front seats and the back seat had uh different levels of uh massage uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, different I did, levels of massage. I do remember the ten-inch tablets built into the rear seat. Fantastic! That, that right? popped up for the for the rear seat passengers, unless they get bored or something. Yes, I mean to be a rear. I mean to drive and, and have a massage. Maybe it keeps you awake. Maybe it puts you to sleep. I'm not quite sure. Maybe both. But if you're the passenger in the front seat or the passengers in the back seat, we were fortunate enough to to be driven to a, a dinner uh, in that car from Sacramento to. San Francisco, and it was a real treat. We had on the different massage uh, uh, configurations, and I think there was five or six, maybe more. And what a what a great treat to be in that car and along the road, quiet, smooth as can be, and the, the phenomenon of, of being in that fantastic car and it being an SUV and being the world's fastest SUV. You put all that together, 
and it was just um, a car I never thought would exist, but it does. Exactly. Yeah. This was. This is your practical, ridiculously priced car <laughs> that we both really want. Yeah. That that car <laughs> I would want. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's it for the weekly driver podcast episode number six. Be sure to visit my website, www.theweeklydriver.com, and make sure, make sure to visit Bruce's site, www.tahotruckyoutdoor.com. Uh, I beg your pardon. And also, um, if you care to support us once again, uh, we would really appreciate that. And I'm on PayPal at uh, James at Buy. That's B Y, James Raya, R A I A.com. James at by jamesraya.com. That's it for episode number six. We'll talk to you next week. See you, folks.